Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. And it's also powered by Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carmen Braidwood. Hi, Nick Hayes. How are you? I'm very well. You're really I'm, enthusiastic. I just, just realised after 25, 26 odd shows, we haven't put your brand on there, on the front, the opener oh, and closer. Can we add that on? I think we need to. Yeah. Carmen Braidwood, confidence on camera coach. Just imagine it popped up in there at some the point. The best coach going around to make sure that your words, your messages come out on camera. There yeah, you go. All through right. earned or owned media. Actually, that was a pretty long promo. That could actually just suffice for the next you couple of weeks. You just paid me for 26 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It's just all the effort that I have to do to the top and tail to I get know, that done. We should do a new one together. We'll we work sh- on that. Let's work on that. But yeah. while we are working on that, yes. uh, oh, we've got a LinkedIn expert. Oh, thank God for LinkedIn experts. Oh, my God. I mean, what is LinkedIn? What am I spent, meant to do there? Why do people keep spamming me and selling me shit in my inbox on oh, LinkedIn? Oh, you are going to love our next guest then. I can't because, wait to talk to her. Well, the other side of it is is that I, I adore LinkedIn. Mm. The reason I adore it is because not only for my own personal profile, but I love, and you know what we do at Media Stable, yeah. is that we're looking for the right experts and the right commentators. Yeah. And that's the perfect platform for it us. It is. And I do really recommend using LinkedIn and I get a lot of great things out of it, but I must admit comes with a lot of confusion over the years. All right. Well, for the next 25 minutes, we're going to be chatting to a LinkedIn expert. Her name is Sue Parker. She describes herself as an ethical marketing communications, a personal brand positioning, LinkedIn specialist, executive career, and job seeker. Uh, Hello, Sue. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nick and Carmen. Talk to us. Why are people messing up so badly on LinkedIn? What are they doing wrong? Oh, gee, that's an interesting one to, to kick off with. <laughs> Rather than the positive, we're going to... Well, people are... Pe- All right, so let's kick on that then. You, you threw me in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is like any other part of life. There are idiots. There are brilliant people. There is the whole mishmash of professional and unprofessional. Mm-hmm. It is human beings on the platform. You know, there's 830 million global members on the platform and 12.7 million in Australia. So, you know, before LinkedIn, uh, uh, you mentioned Carmen in the introduction about Mm. the spamming and we'll just go straight into that. It is no different than before Google and the digital revolution. People are people. Simple as that. And so when you get a a mass, mass beast of LinkedIn, and I call that Respondent, you're yeah. going to get all types of people, all types of business operators, and that doesn't differ whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, before the digital age, people are people. And so it's what I call LinkedIn has become an absolute ecosystem beast um, of networking, connecting, and conversation. And obviously, they're not there to, to do their knitting and find out, you know, what the best recipe is. They're there to do business and careers. And so in that mishmash, 
you're going to get people who use it really, really well and people who don't use it well and people who know the power of it because that's well and truly established now and we can go through stats, but that's well and truly established. And So everyone wants a slice of that LinkedIn pie mm. and uh, some do it uh, surreptitiously and poorly and others do it really well with Gravitas. And the platform is uh, interestingly changing direction at a rate of not uh, what I, as a trainer, what I would train 12 months ago is not necessarily consistent now. There is consistency, but so much changes. It's, it's, it's a never-ending evolution, and it's specifically interesting in your field of PR and media. And that's probably why what you just said there is that LinkedIn changes, and like any social media platform, and in fact any digital platform, the rate of change is so much faster than what the analogue platforms were. Do you think that's why people get a bit overwhelmed and confused? Um, there's a lot. It's an interesting question. Again, it's opinion, you know, because again, coming back to the the fact that it is a, a pie of opportunity. All roads lead to LinkedIn. You Google someone's name, like I met, Googled Nick's name yesterday. He, LinkedIn is the number one URL that shows up on Google. Yours is number three or four. <gasps> so all roads lead back. Yeah, I've checked it out. All roads lead back um, from the Google search engine. And so everyone has a different opinion, and it's money. There's money to be made on the platform. And... There's, again, coming back to that comment I made earlier about different types, there are people who are more strategic and understand that it's a long game of consistency, content, conversation, and others think it's a a, a quick win. Yeah. And that, as I said, um, happens. But in terms of what you've asked about the changes, it's, it's the. I mean, I when, I when LinkedIn first started, it was 2003, and I... I, I was working for a recruitment agency at the time, and the next year I opened my own recruitment agency in media and marketing. And I didn't know what LinkedIn was. Mm. You know, LinkedIn was just a butt on everyone's imagination. And it was not until 2006 that it started to get traction. But even then, it was predominantly for careers and jobs. That's where it stuck. That was what the roots were. And uh, certainly the last 10 years, they have changed. But the, the particular change has come, and you probably have noticed, has been since 2016 when Microsoft bought it. So, you know, I think it was 26.2 bill. Now, anything that Microsoft puts their hand to, you know there's going to be an evolution like you've never seen. And they've invested incredibly much so in becoming a news and distribution channel. I think that's really relevant to your listeners as well, is the translocification from a platform of articles and a platform of connectivity and networking and groups and whatnot to becoming a really strong cohort in news distribution hmm. globally. And it's been interesting to watch that. So the changes you're talking about, there are strategic changes, there's revenue changes, and there's also a lot of changes to the actual platform itself and what people can do. It, it, I mean, basically, anyone can do anything now as long as it's not illegal. Well, <laughs> they can do anything that they want, but as long as it is legal. And uh, rule number one when working with LinkedIn, make sure you open up the page fully because when I was just reading out Sue's description, I didn't get all the way there. I just had to assume. So just to add further, I'm going to add a few more to you, Sue. Here we go. A lot go. of feathers in this boat. Executive career and job 
search strategist, not job search seeker, uh, media contributor, and Australia's leading LinkedIn media commentator. Now, that's that's the one I want to ask you about, Sue, because you are prolific in the media. I've never seen someone who works with LinkedIn and is in media at the level that you're at. Uh, what's media been like for you? Good question. Well, I mean, LinkedIn is a part of what I do. Part of what I do, and it's an, an integral part of what I do, and it fits into the overarch of helping businesses and career executives step up and stand out, and I'll just plug my own uh, tagline there. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn has become an absolute beast of yeah. that value. When you're looking at a marketing plan, when you're looking at a media plan, and it's interesting because I had my own media recruitment agency for 11 years, and at that time, LinkedIn wasn't giving um, people a platform for articles, which opened up in 2014, that anyone could now publish. But in terms of media, I mean, I work with businesses, and again, as part of that understanding of helping them generally get visibility and traction in market, LinkedIn is a massive conduit to that. Over the last six years, Nick, as you know, I've spent a lot of time doing my own media. I mean, I've trained as a journalist decades ago. I'm not, I'm not exactly 25. <laughs> and I knew, and this is something I say time and time again, LinkedIn is a critical business channel. It is the number one, I'll come back to your question, the number one professional networking site in the world. Hands down, no debate. Mm. However, not everyone's going to see your content. Not everyone's going to see you. And you therefore need to broaden your platform of visibility and influence into other channels. And hence the reason, Nick, I've spent considerable time over the last six years curating that and building those relationships. And that gives, obviously, a lot of credibility. And so the topics I write about, which are in that LinkedIn headline, which might sound diverse that they're actually all part of the same wheel and so media has been a channel that supports everything I do and obviously it then comes back to LinkedIn as well and this is again why it's important so media has been the reason I've been able to get my brand and my knowledge my expertise into a far far wider audience Mm. than my connections on LinkedIn because the bottom line of it is despite how many connections you have, only a portion of those are going to organically see whatever you post. So you need to get your eyeballs in a broader earned own media mix, as you know, and it's been successful. And it's particularly interesting too that LinkedIn now with their editorial and news um, channels and departments, I mean, they're putting on 200 new journals globally. They're actually repurposing the best, media articles on the platform themselves under LinkedIn Australia News. So things like Smart Company, Australian Financial Review, um, Guardian, they're all now start to be. So you're getting this, again, ecosystem of media news and channels from people who are writing on media. It happened to me last year when I wrote an explosive piece on atheism at Smart Company. LinkedIn News picked it up and ran it. I mean, they just did it because it had the traction uh, and they ran it. And this is what's happening more and more and why it is 
why I've gone that track. So I hope that kind of answers a little. It does, it does. I think what what is amazing and the way you also do present it on LinkedIn on your own profile is that you are a contributor to uh, Marketing Mag, to the Mandarin, Lawyers Weekly, Inside Small Business, Smart Company, just some really key brands Mm. that are actually looking for good content, looking for an expert in a space that I would say, and Carms, you know a few people in this sort of space, in the LinkedIn space, Mm. um, uh, not normally the most uh, outgoing or, you know, looking or seeking um, to put content out there that's relevant to their industry or yeah. being the known expert of that space. Yeah, that's right. It does take a lot to be, um, well, I guess to have the gumption to get up and stick your neck out and sort of say, hey. I'm I'm referring to our friend Joe Saunders here in Perth. I mean, I think an amazing LinkedIn expert, but not necessarily a prolific uh, contributor to Mm. to media to make herself further known. Yeah, that's right. Once you get those relationships, it can snowball quite quickly. But if you don't have them yet, it's going to take a little bit of work to get there. And it sounds like that's what Sue's done really well. Can you tell me? Go on. Sorry, Carmen. It comes back to your motivation. I mean, look, I mean, I'm in business to make money, but I'm also in business to kick the backside out of and elevate people and kick the crappy stuff to the curb. And I mean, <laughs> and hey, hey, don't I, sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, you've, you've, no. that was far too clean. That Sue. Yes, so oh, you think? I know. I was, I was trying to vin- make it sound like a vanilla ice cream. Look, <laughs> as I said, it comes back to there is a lot of dodgy LinkedIn trainers in the world. Again, it's a, it's a. It's an absolute servant pie of opportunity on LinkedIn, and people are always into the click button. But my true motivation is that I want, again, you have to have lose your ego. Not everyone's going to see your stuff. You need to get as many eyeballs in as many places to raise that bar. Yeah. LinkedIn, I have a love, I'll be honest, I have a love hate relationship with it. I love so much about it. It's changed my world. Mm. I mean, as a media recruitment agency, I, for the last five years of my agency, probably 80% of my revenue came as a result of conduct on LinkedIn. Hmm. And even so in the last seven years of my current business um, ventures. But it's about giving people awareness. And I, I'm passionate about that because if you don't know there's a pub around the corner, you're not going to drink there. I wrote an article. <laughs> We're all going through the you know, the talent crisis. We talk about the talent crisis, which is, as far as I'm concerned, it's got nothing to do with resignation. It's a talent crisis in this country. People aren't moving jobs. It's simple as that. That's more the truth, but that's another topic. So people are desperately trying to, to keep their business afloat and find candidates, etc., etc. And so, for example, in that space, candidates are, you know, senior executives are using LinkedIn to look for social proof of potential organisations that they are wanting to join. Mm. You know, social proof is people, the leaders' values and their ethics and what they believe in is one of the biggest triggers of interest in another organisation. And so I will do content on how, for example, organisations can raise that bar on LinkedIn. And I'll put that in, say, Human Resources Director or HR Daily because mm-hmm. I want to influence those channels. But again, it's, you know, I also, and I get into a bit, and Nick, you know me very, very well. I call a spade a spade. And uh, LinkedIn, the pl- I mean, it's like anything. It's good, bad, and ugly. And there's absolutely appalling behaviour on the platform. 
and there's incredibly extraordinary behaviour on the platform. Let's just and get so, let's just tap into that appalling hmm, behaviour. Which is it? What, what, what is it? What, what what don't you like? And, and look, you and I both shared, shared some articles on fake media and people pretending yep. that media that they have claimed that they've actually bought but trying to pass it off as earned mm-hmm. media yeah. has been a yep. – look, that's been a, a plight of mine for a long time. More so about the agencies that sell it, not necessarily no. the people that buy it. Um, you know, buy, yeah. bu- buying it mm. is fine, but then to go and claim it as being something that is earned is, is, is just misleading and deceptive. Absolutely, and let's look at that. Yeah, I mean, that's the channel. That is just such a topic in itself. And LinkedIn, it's not their fault, but you've got idiots who are doing that stuff and then presenting it on LinkedIn. So that form of content, my big, I mean, that, whether it was on LinkedIn, they do it on Facebook, or actually they don't do it on Twitter, interestingly enough, because those, I've, I've done a bit of observation. The sort of people who get sucked into that stuff and promote their false, influence and paid influence in fake media don't seem to use the Twitter channel. Isn't that interesting? Now, I haven't done a scientific analysis of that, but that's been a top-line observation. Well, here's, here's a scientific analysis for you, Sue, because there's most more journos on Twitter than there are on any other platform, mm. and they would see it and cast a, a fairly poor view of it immediately. Yeah. Uh, and also, exactly. too, you, you'll also see on Twitter that uh, any of these fake sites, they've got fake followers. Yeah. So it's all, it's all we'll rubbish anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and can I just make a little comment just in terms of what you just mentioned about journos on Twitter? Yeah. Absolutely. Twitter is the journo. Forth. However, that is it's not some, it is moving. Yeah. I mean, one of my Jane Caro's God, you know Jane Caro, yes. one of Australia's best. She, I remember nagging and nagging her. Now I don't know whether I had any any influence on it, but she <laughs> is now on LinkedIn. I'd love to think Jane, if you're listening, that I help. Um, I actually Caro is a my, big listener to the uh, Experts podcast. Oh, uh, wonderful! I interviewed Jane for my ages and piece that was into smart company too. So Jane has been a Twitter, you know, devotee. She's now crept onto LinkedIn. LinkedIn also now have a lot. Just, and I'm just going to come back on that because this is important to know. Coming back to the news cycle of LinkedIn, the editors, the, the global um, head of news editorial is X Fortune. More journalists are now using LinkedIn as a source of expert authority. Now you you understand that from expert authorities. But there are, you'll find there are more journalists. Now, whether they're doing it well is another thing. Yeah. But LinkedIn even now has a specific program for journalists. Did you know that? No. No. They actually have, yeah, um, LinkedIn for journalists training. So they know how to force leads and do all sorts of things. Hmm. I cannot stress how much of a shift this has happened. As I mean, for example, the Australian news um Site, the Australian LinkedIn news site has like you know 600,000 people in Australia on it, so there is more journals coming back into it. But just on your comment, too, Nick, which is really great about fake. Okay, the question is, what are the dodgy things? LinkedIn engagement pods, fake likes and followers, and can't sport handle that. Testimonials, sport testimonials. You, you know, the new, uh, the wonderful new newsletter feature, it is sensational, which is Google Index. People are buying followers for their newsletters. You can buy anything you like. You can buy followers. You can buy comments. You can actually put in and you will see it and come and you will observe it, I'm mm. sure, when you've seen things like, great post, Carmen. 
Yeah. Love your work, Carmen. Mm-hmm. All this nonsense. And they're actually being prescriptive AI generated commentary. So you oh, get, get that. You get, it's, it's just, I've written about this enormously. And I am disliked by most of the LinkedIn trainer community because I, they don't want to mention, they actually want to ignore this. Joe actually does mention it, which is a good one. But most prefer not to even mention it because they feel it dilutes their power of selling LinkedIn. So mm. my belief is that there's good and bad. You know, there is good and bad conduct on everything. Let's bring out the good and let's highlight the bad so people make better decisions. And so the fakeness that you refer to, uh, Nick, is the same on LinkedIn. I mean, people don't have the time to go, okay, you'll see a post and you think it's a shit out post. It's absolutely shit out. It is as much value as Barnaby Joyce on a barnyard. Um, I can't believe I said that. That just came out. It just came out. It just it just flows like the Derwent River. Um, <laughs> but can I can I pull you up then and ask then that when you say a shit house post, what is a shit house post on LinkedIn? Oh, okay. Well, it, it, it's pretty much fake vulnerability. Um, mm. Very much uh, narcissistic. Look at me again. It's the intention. A lot of plagiarism. A lot of broetry nonsense. LinkedIn do tend to favour a little bit of this nonsense. It's like, you know, oh, I once was poor and on the streets and now my life has turned around and now I I see the error of my ways of bullshit. But, so that, but that's, that. so that's not just that's not just a LinkedIn thing. That that's media generally in a lot mm. of media houses will and particularly for clickbait type sort of scenarios, they will go for that. Because it does, tap in, well, it does tap into human emotion and does tap into that oh, yeah. interest there. Yeah, and there's an, I'm, there's a difference. Yeah, but what you'll see with a lot of these posts is I spend a lot of time analysing stuff globally. Is that that same post is put on twenty different people's profiles? Yeah. Oh right. Okay. So, so you're saying it's fake things. vulnerability because it's reposted elsewhere. But it, how it's, can you tell if something's real vulnerability? Oh, that's an interesting question. And look, vulnerability is an important part. You know, we, in, in terms of content on LinkedIn, there's what I call professional personal and intimate. Mm-hmm. Now, where you're seeing, and it's, it's, I mean, it's a business, and, you know, it's not, you don't want to be stiff and boring. LinkedIn isn't stiff and boring. People are people. You should be who you are. Yeah. You absolutely should be the core of who you are, the best version of that, I might add, you know, the best version of that. Mm. And But there's a difference between, you know, being so intimate that people go, oh, I really I wish I didn't see that. It's almost watching watching a train crash. Mm. So when you come back to what is good conduct and what is good types of posts, it all comes back to motivation. What do you intend to do? Are you doing it with genuine intent to engage conversations or are you doing it to be a clickbait beast? You know, what's your intentions? And a perfect example of that, and thank goodness LinkedIn have recalibrated this globally, polls. You know, polls come. Yeah, like they can run a poll on LinkedIn, you mean? Yeah. Now, when that first came out, I think they're terrific. I ran about six polls on really important topics. One of them was on podcasts, actually. One of them was on men, how men feel about their careers. One was on the types of content people prefer on LinkedIn. Every poll I ran was relevant to a topic 
that once I analyse the results, I would write up in media. Yeah. And I would share those results. And I often would do offline interviews as well because, as you know, and makes that come back to that comment you made earlier, Nick, not everyone wants to put themselves out. So people would vote, but it's anonymous except to the person who put it up. So let's take polls as a structure. It is a bloody good tool. But every Tom, Dick, Mary, twerk, twisty was putting stupid crap up like, what's your favourite ice cream? <laughs> In order to, morning, yeah. uh, to get a lot of morning. interaction, yeah, yeah. It's like asking, yeah. what do you think of daylight saving on Perth radio station? You're guaranteed the phones are going to ring and ring and ring, but it's not a guarantee. It's good content. Well, exactly. And it comes back to intent. Now, LinkedIn were from the algorithms. I don't know how much you know about algorithms, but the algorithms change. It's an AI, it's machine learning, all the rest of it. But they were certainly pushing polls because it's a bloody good tool. Mm. But it should have been used like salt, sparingly and strategically. So every time Dick and Harry were putting the most stupid stuff out there, and there's some few good ones, and I think I had some really fantastic ones that I've seen. I think I responded to one or two of them, Sue. (laughs) That was uh, very good. Hey, um... But then what I was just going to quickly say is that they've now changed that recalibration. So LinkedIn, this is important to understand, it comes back to the changes too, Carmen, you mentioned. Mm. Polls, people thought, I put up a poll because I'll get my brand in front of so many people I wouldn't normally. Yeah. And then they were doing stupid things because they didn't have the brains to think of anything relevant and erudite to, to put. So now LinkedIn has said officially, we're pulling the rugs out of that. We know when you're gaming and when you're doing stupid things. So the real, and that's what that is what it's about. It's gaming for wrong intent. Mm. So, so I've look when you refer to hubs, I, I know what that means. I think that's a, a certain group of people that are liking everything that you're producing and, and share that around within a group, within like a, a pod. group of people, yeah, yeah, a like hub. a pod, engagement yeah, pod, yeah. Engagement which are pod. paid, which are paid, which are paid, which is a global, paid. multi-level okay. marketing business. This is not just oh, I want to support my mate. Right, this is a global, multi-level marketing business oh, where people are getting right. stuck. Yeah, to buy in. So it's the paid fake as well. You mentioned you mentioned the fake media that you and I both have a passion in to, to really highlight, I suppose, and, and just yep. help people not deceive or, you know, act in a deceptive way with their current audience. But look, LinkedIn is like any other media. At the end of the day, it's an audience that it's that's consuming it, that's taking it in. You pick and choose sort of who you, uh, what you yep. like, or the people mm. that you follow, the information that you receive. You can unfollow if you like. By the way, that unfollow button on LinkedIn, very difficult to find sometimes, oh, yeah. especially when you're trying to make a very, very quick, I don't like this person anymore, or mm. like, get rid of them. Uh, very difficult to find. I don't know why that is, Sue. You could probably tell us later. But like any other media, it's about an audience, an audience that, you know, if it doesn't fill their need or scratch their itch, then they're just going to move away from it. Has LinkedIn as a, an entity, is it too focused on becoming that monolith that it is uh, and not really caring about the user experience from each person that's down there that genuinely wants to connect with other experts, with other professionals in their league, within this, in, their, in their industry? Uh, that, that that goal that they went out with at the beginning, surely that's still the same. Look, it's an interesting question. I mean, they've now put a very, very strong focus on what they call the creator economy. And that is about, the, you know, having a creator mode turned on the platform to highlight the 
the actual contributors. I mean, because basically 90% of people lurk and don't contribute in any way, shape or form. Sure. So, um, you know, why are you on LinkedIn? You can be there as a channel of, of content and getting your, your information out there or you can be using it as a network thing. Look, LinkedIn is it's Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Let's be very, very clear. I Just mean, wants it's to make 10, money. $10 billion following. I mean, you know, Daniel Roth, the uh, head of... Um, LinkedIn editorial and news in New York talks about the conversations that people want to have, rally, rally, rally. But here's the, the drum. It, 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 you know, it is a beast. You know, let's, let's look at Australia, 12.7 million, almost 48% of the population. When you put a piece of content up, you're lucky if 10% of your audience will ever see it. And that will be determined by your AI and your machine learning on their past behaviour. Yeah. So, and that is exactly why I keep banging on like a dog's box. LinkedIn is a critical channel, <laughs> but if you're putting all your tools in that box for visibility of content, you're on a losing train yeah. because it's it's like an echo chamber in some way. So, what LinkedIn has done, and I think this is tremendous, and coming back to connections versus followers, it's a very clear distinction. When you connect with someone, that is a two-way conversation saying, I actually want to keep in contact with you. I want to keep knowing about you and hopefully having a conversation down the track. Mm. But if you've got 10,000 followers, you'd be lucky to intimately know 300. Yeah. The rest mm. you contacted sometime and there are dog boxes you met already. But <laughs> followers, and this is where it's a, a really tremendous new feature that they've rolled out last year, Creator Mode. Where you're, and you've got it, Nick. I don't know whether you've got it, Carl. I'm in creator mode, yeah. And I, I was actually going to ask you, do I stay there or do I change it back? I, I, I didn't understand. Mode? What's, what, what is creator mode? <laughs> creator mode was designed to give a greater visibility for content. Okay. Because if you're looking at the, you know, the people who produce content regularly, mm. It's about 10%. It's that of the whole platform. It's probably less. There's no clear, definitive, you know, aspect of that. So if you're in there for information, now let's just come back to why people and executives, because let's look at executives and decision makers. You know, 52% of decision makers in business use LinkedIn as a point of research, right? So when they do that as a point of research, and it's coming back to your question of following, when you come, when you're looking at it as a point of research, it's about content, it's about insights, it's about expertise and thought leadership, and it's, you've got a, a tremendous search functionality on the platform. Tremendous search functionality. So, creator mode allows people to really catapult their topics of expertise. So, you read out my um, headline, and then I talk about under creator mode careers LinkedIn communication, personal branding. Mm -hmm. So people can instantly see what you're talking about. And then what they've done is given more tools for that. So under okay. that creative mode, you can actually have a lot more tools. The profile has been flipped around in the order to focus on the expertise. So when you're looking at real thought leadership and experts in their field, which is what your business is doing, mm -hmm. it's about their expertise around their topics of relevance and their knowledge base. So that is a really important part of that strategy piece. So, so we've got to wind this up. I reckon I could talk to you for the next 16 hours. I know. You know what? I've got and about I, five other questions. I'm going to DM them to you on LinkedIn and we'll continue the conversation there, which oh. I imagine you would want our listener to do right now too, wouldn't you, Sue? 
Absolutely. How do we get in contact with Sue Parker from Dare Group? My website is daregroupaustralia.com.au. And Sue Parker on LinkedIn. Not not difficult to find. (laughs) Well, there is a lot of Sue Parkers. I'm I'm a little bit common, but if you put Sue Parker, there's nothing common about you, Sue. That is true, and Thomas Dare, you'll get it. Oh, we'll nothing, find you. nothing common about you. I a, love it. A joyful, cheerful chat, and yeah, a lot you of know interesting what? stuff in there. Listeners, yeah. listeners, I've got to tell you, she put the G rating on this one. This is the G rating. <laughs> this was the G version. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I was. I was trying to be a really good girl for you both. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sue and I have had some very colourful conversations in the past. and uh, Yeah. But very true, very passionate and very, very much lives her business. Sue, great to have you on the Experts Podcast. Thanks, Carmen and Nick. Excellent. Well, look, Carves, that was that was brilliant. And I, really I, no, good. I, I'm genuine when I say there's, there's there's so much there. I didn't even know I was in creator mode and uh, Sue yeah. picked up on it straight away. But the other side of it is is it um, that power of that tool. It's an untapped little possibility. It's, it's isn't very it? powerful, but also mm. too it can be very negative yeah. if you're not doing it properly. And uh, I, I do recommend everyone get uh, reach out to Sue and uh, and have a chat to her about her training programs. Uh, I know that Media Stable will be doing one as well. Can I come? Yeah, you can. You can sit Cheers. on that one. Hey, uh, you heard him say it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will be back with you in your ears for uh, with another expert and another media. Look forward to catching you next week. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au. dot